Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. They win the sounds amazing. They win the 54th Super Bowl in Super Bowl history. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, 24 years old. He's the youngest quarterback in the history of the NFL to win an NFL MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. And I believe he's the only quarterback to do that in his first two years. Yeah, he has a starter. We're talking about two years here, man. We're talking about two years. The first year he wins MVP and damn near gets him to the Super Bowl. Second year, he gets it done. Super Bowl MVP. Unreal, man. Yeah, can we just have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes throw out the first pitch on opening day? Mm. Can Andy Reid be the catcher, though? Like, can he, like, knock Sal Perez out of the— I mean, I assume— I assume opening day, Reid and Mahomes will both be out there. I don't know. I don't know if, like, that's Reid's thing. I don't think he wants— I mean, I've seen him throw a challenge flag, so I don't know if I want to see him throw a baseball. Right. Um— but, yeah, you got to think Mahomes is probably throwing out the first pitch in opening day. He's probably throwing heat, too. God, I hope. What if he did just What like, if he just comes out there and, like, lights up the gun, like 97? Throws like a, uh, yeah, throws like a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. That'd be awesome. That'd be a hell of a way to kick off the season. Yeah, that'd make people really, 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 really thirsty for football. Yeah, and also get those people tweeting about, hey, like, two-sport athlete. Yeah. Not going to happen, but you know yeah. that there's going to be people that would do that. Yeah, I'm good. That's just how I, I Twitter don't, is. I don't need Tommy John in his future. No way. I'm good with that. Um, speaking of Patrick Mahomes' future, I think Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill have that chemistry that you've seen in the past from QB1 and wide receiver 1, what they tend to have for many years to follow. And that is that connection. That is that. I mean, the full word is chemistry, but like the fact that, you know, they're able to run routes that no other quarterback and receiver could run because they don't have the talent. Um, they didn't get to play together for a full season this year, right? Like Tyreek Hill got hurt week one. Patrick Mahomes got hurt week seven, right? Week six or seven in Denver. Um and they both were just kind of like on the field, off the field. And then they go play that game against the Chargers in, in Mexico and Tyreek Hill gets the hamstring and they pull him off the field immediately. And then all of a sudden they start to play together again and, and, and things start to click. And in the AFC Championship game, Tyreek Hill had five catches for 67 yards and two touchdowns in a really, really, really big game. And then in the Super Bowl, he had nine catches for 105 yards. And a lot of that came towards the end. And part of the reason that teams that have a quarterback and a wide receiver combo like this is that both of these guys can be upfront, honest with each other. And this was Tyreek Hill when, um, when Patrick Mahomes came up and said this to him during the game. Yeah, Pat, he came to, he came to me and he was like, Tim, I need you, man. I need you to like get your mind, mind right and believe, you know? Like, 
It's 20 to 10, bro. I'm like, dude, it's 20 to 10, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I'm like, come on, man. You know, but he was able to get my mind right. He was able to calm me down, you know, and just tell me, man, just believe, man. And as you see, man, we came out victorious. Tough audio because there's a lot of people at the Super Bowl and they, you know, you get it from wherever you can get it uh, around the podium. But basically the sum of that conversation was Patrick Mahomes went up to Tyreek Hill and just said, hey, man, like, I need you to, like, get your mind right. I need you to be the receiver that you know that you can be. and We got to do this together. I need you for this. And the biggest play of the game happened between Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes on that 44-yard catch and uh, or throw and catch where I know – a lot of you were like, man, I've seen that play before. Where have I seen that play before? And that was against New England the first time they met last year mm-hmm. when Tyreek Hill caught the ball, same side of the field, and scored. And a lot of people were like, oh, he scored too fast, which I think is irrelevant. I don't know if that's true unless, of course, now you're going against Patrick Mahomes. That might be a problem. But the thing about this is that everything in this game changed on that 44-yard catch. And we've seen that before in that Patriots game. Now, they didn't win that game, but the offense had shifted because 10 got his mind right, and 15 was able to find 10. And, you know, 9 for 105 in the Super Bowl is just insane because the stage is brighter, um, the time is faster, and everything is just pens and needles. And the fact that Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes, no matter what, are still on that same page it gives you the vibe that there's that Peyton to Marvin connection. Mm-hmm. There's that Steve and Jerry connection, that Culpepper and Randy Moss connection, that together they're unstoppable, separated. They're not, it's not the same. And you combine Mahomes' arm strength and field vision with Tyreek Hill's speed and ball tracking and just being able to get become a better receiver year in and year out. And It's like every great combo you can ever think of that played those two positions. And the fact is, they're not going anywhere. Tyreek Hill gets the contract in the offseason. Tyreek Hill, with the offseason he had before this season started, was a rocky road. And this entire year, he did everything he was supposed to do. Patrick Mahomes stuck by his man, stayed there. And when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and it comes to Tyreek Hill and it comes to that arm talent and that type of athleticism that comes from Patrick or from uh, from Tyreek Hill, you just think to yourself, they've only been together for two years. What can happen moving forward? And it's just one of those connections where, like, when you watch the Colts, you were like, man, Peyton, Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison are just going to absolutely shred you. Or when you watch Steve, when you watch Steve Young and Jerry Rice connect, you were just and I mean again, Jerry Rice is probably the best to do it, right? Right. But still, like they had that connection. Like each guy knew what the other guy could do and where they would get together. And I know a lot of people were like, "Well, I think the connection is more so between Travis and and Patrick." And it's I don't think it is because you see so many times where like they connect because the route works out. But you also see where there's like times where like Mahomes is like, hey, man, I'm just going to chuck it downfield, go make a play. And they have that trust with each other. Well, you, we when we were talking about Sammy Watkins earlier, you talked about how he was making the big plays, but Tyreek Hill made the big spark. And that's exactly what this is. That's exactly right. what this connection is, is that when Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill are on the field at the same time, no matter how the rest of the game is going, I mean, hell, you saw it last night. 
No matter right. how the game has been going so far, at a moment's notice, they can link up for that spark that just sets this team on fire and sets them on one of those all-time runs like you saw last night. I mean, 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter, and it really all started with seven minutes to go in the game and that 44-yard bomb to Tyreek. And what's crazy about it, too, is it's like the fact that, that like Tyreek Hill has game-changing speed and Patrick Mahomes has game-changing ability. Like, you can try to do what you can to stop Tyreek Hill, but they can just get you at any point. And that's that combination. That moving forward, when they put that together and they believe it and they use it, it's just absolutely unstoppable. And, you know, last year with Tyreek Hill, when he was linked up with with Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, every single play, like every single game because they didn't have any, um, you know, they didn't have any, you know, defaults last year. There was nobody that got hurt. There was nobody that, um, that really had any issues uh, moving forward. And I think when you look at that combination, you look at what that combination can be moving forward, that it can be something that is, you know, not legendary, but it can be historic because, what was everybody saying when, when Alex Smith was the quarterback? And this isn't, again, this isn't me, like, praising Alex Smith in the previous segment and then trashing him, but, like, that combination didn't work. Like, Travis Kelsey and Alex Smith had more of the that chemistry that you see with Mahomes and Tyreek because Mahomes and Tyreek also have that competitive nature. They have complementary skills, too. That's right, and and the speed with the arm go together. And, like, you'd always tell yourself, like, if Alex Smith could just see Tyreek Hill downfield – and it didn't work that way. Like, it turned out that Tyreek Hill would kind of change his game to where he was like, you know what, I'm just going to, like, bring around, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna make plays where I can get the ball and then I can break out, where it's like Patrick Mahomes is like, why don't you just go do this and I'll find you. And when it comes to, when it comes to Alex Smith and Tyreek Hill, that chemistry might have been there mentally, but it wasn't there physically because it just wasn't the same because it's unfair to compare those two. But when it's there with Patrick and it's there with Tyreek, and you see that these guys are young, and Patrick Mahomes is soon to be paid. Tyreek Hill has already been paid, and he's not going anywhere. And you see that they are more than just teammates and more than just, like, best friends. It's almost like they're family. Um, this is, again, when we talk about how this is the face and this is the future of the NFL, this is part of that reasoning because they're not going anywhere, and the chemistry is already stronger than it can be. Well, another thing, too, that you brought up, I mean, Tyreek Hill is a top-five wide receiver. I think it's undisputable at this point, right. or indisputable at this point. Patrick Mahomes is the best, best quarterback in the game, and we always compare We continue to make the Golden State Warriors comparison, but right. it's true. Like, between Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey, those are three of the top players at their position in the entire game, and they all just happen to be on the same team. And when they're all on, there's nothing that you can do to stop it. And it's not a coincidence at all that Tyreek Hill in his first year with Patrick Mahomes had almost 1,500 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns. That's just That was just the first year they played together. Now, this year they were both hurt, both missed some time, and Tyreek Hill still had 860 yards and seven touchdowns. So when he played in 12 games, not 16, he misses four games. If he plays those other four games, he's right around the same number. So moving forward, it's a dynamite combination. Part of what you've seen before, you remember those Moss and Culpepper years. You remember those, those Manning and Marvin Harrison years. You remember those Steve Young and Jerry Rice years. 
Now it's Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and it also helps fit the situation that the future of the NFL is is the Kansas City Chiefs, not the future of the AFC West, not the future of the AFC, but that the face of the NFL is Patrick Mahomes and the future and moving forward of the NFL, that things that you see dynasties get built with because they stay together, that's what this looks like. Um, when we talk about careers, when we talk about athletes that, that kind of stick close to home, um, we're seeing one that's really become full circle um, with a guy who I believe to steal a line from the great Joshua Vernier, uh, the guy that stirs the drink here in Kansas City for this team. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. That's right. Biggest night of your life was last night. And for most of you, it's it's probably still going. The Smitty Garage Burger and Beer text line. That's nine um, in a row that I've gotten right. 69306, 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. We're with you for about another hour and 40 minutes. And then, Nick, it's quiet time. Then it's acceptable to sleep. Yeah, I think it's probably time for me to go and get a little bit of rest after this. I've been up here for a while. Go get some shut-eye. A little shut-eye. I'm going to the KU Texas game tomorrow night. Oh, man. Uh, 50 years in the making in the 100th season of the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs are holding up the Lamar Hunt trophy. Um, It seems fitting. It's the... Trophy in the bicentennial coming back to where it was created, basically, in the game that was named after a daughter of his. Um, and here you are um, with a team that waited 30 years for a quarterback, 30-plus years for a quarterback. Got it, but you didn't just get a quarterback. You got the best quarterback in the entire league. Um, regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP, and he's 24 years old, and he's got a lot of guys on this team that really look up to him, even though they might be slightly older. And we are shifting this conversation to one man, and that man is Travis Kelsey. We talked about this a little bit ago on Out of Bounds, so it's kind of a uh, recycled conversation, but it's one that makes even more sense after tonight. Um, Nick Price and I on our show on Saturdays on Out of Bounds, 12 to 3, live and local part of that train um, that keeps moving on Saturdays for you folks because we care about the city. Uh, We care about you. We don't want you to listen to guys from Boston when your team's in the middle of a Super Bowl run. Um, But we brought this up. And when you think about Travis Kelsey from where it started um, and to where it is now, it is the career 180. It is the you remember when Travis Kelsey was the loud and colorful guy on the field. Now, again, um, it's not like Travis Kelsey was out there breaking rules, um, getting in trouble with law enforcement. That's not that's not what we're getting at there. Um, it was more so it was like he was a, a, a side character of himself. Like you knew the talent was through the roof. Uh, He got drafted in the third round out of Cincinnati, knowing that he had some issues in Cincinnati because college rules are dumb. Um, 
And, you know, you could say the same about Tyron Matthew, who went through his struggles. Now, granted, the Chiefs didn't draft him, and they didn't have to deal with that type of, of uh, come up when it comes to Travis Kelsey. But you remember the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where, you know, he throws his towel and to mimic a ref's flag and gets ejected, and the, and the Chiefs damn near lose that game, which was a really big game at the time for them in that season um, moving forward. And then you remember the the motion he made where it looked like he was rolling dice or he was – you know, pulling a light switch, which we know what he was really doing uh, when it came to holding Von Miller on a play. And, you know, he, he tweeted that out. And then, you know, you remember after a playoff game or maybe it wasn't a playoff game, a regular season game where he said, you know, the referees couldn't even work at bleeping Foot Locker. Um, and you hear those things and you're like, you know, at the time, there wasn't a lot of promise, but the team was talented and the team was a playoff team. And you saw that come out of Travis Kelsey and you thought to yourself, like, maybe you should just like, you know, not do that and just try to lead a a different way. And, you know, again, it wasn't like it was off the field stuff or that he was, you know, really hurting his team. But, you know, even you go back and you look at the time where um, I think it was a game they played on New Year's Day. He was benched for the first half because he broke curfew the night before, which was New Year's Eve. Um, and now you look at where Travis Kelsey is now. And, and and like I said, you know, going into the break to steal a line from Josh Furnier, um, during that 2015 playoff run and World Series championship run the Royals had, he always called Lorenzo Cain the straw that stirs the drink um, on this team. And that's exactly what I think Travis Kelsey is. Yeah, Tyree Kill's speed is explosive and, and he can provide a spark that can lead into a blunder of fire uh, for the rest of the game. It can really, you know, really set the time off. Uh, Damian Williams provides sparks. Sammy Watkins can do it. McCole Hardman can do it. Um, but it's Travis Kelsey. Um, his connection with Patrick Mahomes, his connection with this team, his star power, his personality used in the right ways and and shown how it can be such a prolific type of, of player and, and kind of the chip on his shoulder because, you know, as long as Rob Gronkowski was in the league, Travis Kelsey was the second best tight end. And then Rob Gronkowski exits the NFL, and then people want to be like, well, it's either Zach Ertz or George Kittle. And you're like, wait a minute. Here's a guy for the first time in NFL history who's put together 1,000 yards four consecutive years. Yes, I get it. It's a different league. I understand that, okay? I get that a lot. Tony Gonzalez never did it. Greg Olson never did it. Shannon Sharp never did it. Those guys, great tight ends with passing offenses. Never did it. Uh, And you see Travis Kelsey do that, and it's like when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, it's like this switch clicked in Travis Kelsey's mind where it was like, I'm seeing the bigger picture at the time. He was 28 years old. Now he's 30. But at the time when you saw that it was like, he knew what the future was. He knew what his new role had to be. And that had to be the, you know, the cool older brother or that, that cousin that you have that's older than you. That's a little rambunctious, but you look up to him. And I do believe there is a little bit of, looking up to when it comes to Mahomes and Kelsey because Kelsey is everything that is cool, right? He's got the fresh haircut. He's got the hot girlfriend. He's got the reality show. He's got the skill set. He's got the dance moves. He's fly for a white guy, right? Do you want to give all those cliches? And I think Patrick Mahomes kind of looks up to that. And I think secretly Travis Kelsey would look up to Patrick Mahomes because here you would see a guy that has a lot of talent, a lot of promise, and a lot of praise. Kind of like how Travis Kelsey probably was his entire life. And 
he sees the humble side of Patrick Mahomes knowing that, like, hey, man, like, we can be graded on championships and success if we just let it happen. And I think ever since that happened, you saw a different Travis Kelsey, and now you're seeing a Travis Kelsey that is waiting a little bit to show people up, waiting a little bit to, like, bring out the, you know, the colorful personality, and all those meltdowns that you would see are gone. Um, now he knows his role. He knows that he is the straw that stirs that drink, and you love to see it, and you know he ain't going anywhere as long as 15's the quarterback here in Kansas City. And we've talked about this before, Dusty, but really like that moment when Patrick Mahomes got drafted and he was on this team and Kelsey saw him in practice, and it's you can kind of compare this to pretty much any profession in life, is that when you know that you're put up in a position to where you can achieve something truly great, that's when you grow up a little bit, you mature, you lock it down, and you just really focus on your craft, and you really take things a lot more seriously. Because before that, it's not like they had bad teams or anything. Like you right. said, they were playoff teams, but they had a ceiling, and it wasn't the ceiling that they wanted to reach. And everybody kind of knew that in Kansas City, including Travis Kelsey. But then you see when he gets this connection with Patrick Mahomes in practice in a training camp, and you're like, okay, okay, we could really do something special here. He's really locked it in. I mean, that's not going to change just from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, this is him right after the game tonight. Oh, the dynasty's just starting, baby. It's just starting. And uh, motivated to do it again, for sure. He's motivated. And that's exactly what Patrick Mahomes brought to this guy, is that he really made him kind of lock it down and grow up and get rid of the antics on the field and just say, hey, let's go out here, let's do our job, because we're really damn good. And we could do a lot of special things here. And he's motivated. And you better believe that they're going to be fighting for that dynasty. There's just something that's contagious when the talent is as high and promising that can be of a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And yes, Travis Kelsey is a lot of personality. There's a lot that goes on with Travis Kelsey. And everybody knows that. And at the end of the day, you pair him with Patrick Mahomes and it's just like a light bulb went on and it was like, I can do all this stuff that I'm already doing, but I can do it in a different way. Like when I score three touchdowns in a playoff game and one half and just completely take over or the fact that I can have audio cuts on the sideline where my quarterback can say, I knew what you were going to do even before you did it. And that's there. That's the type of stuff that can really make you grow as a human being because when the talent around you is you know, immaculate and you can do whatever you want to do with that kind of quarterback. And you know that they can make you that much better when you're already that good. Yeah. Travis Kelsey had a better game than George Kittle tonight. Travis Kelsey proved tonight that he's the best tight end in the league and moving forward with this connection. And you're seeing that he's doing it in like a way that is like the fight for your right thing. Like he didn't get on the mic. Now I get it. He dropped a, he dropped a bomb. Uh, when they were interviewing Pat earlier in the AFC Championship victory. But, like, man, it's just great to see things like that become full circle where you see a guy who was what you can consider a loose cannon and a very color pers colorful personality on the field turn into that all-pro star athlete that you knew he could have when you drafted him in the third round out of Cincinnati, and now it's all starting to click. And now you look at yourself and you say, oh, my God, he's 30 years old. We've got at least three more years of dominance from him in that position, and he just runs routes better than other people, and all of a sudden, you look at it, and now you're here, and the ceiling is 
just a little bit higher every single year because you don't know what that connection can continue to bring uh, moving forward for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and there's just too many times that you see this in football and really in all sports where a guy comes to the league or and he turns pro and he's kind of got that ego and he's kind of, you know, acting out a little bit. And there's too many times that you see that go south and they never really figure it out and they never really mature and grow up and lock it down like Travis Kelsey has. So, I mean, something that we like to say, you love to see it. Like, you just really love to see the way that this guy has grown before our very eyes and really taking on that role, taking on that leadership role, taking guys under his wing and just really locking it down and focusing on his craft and trying to make this team the best that they can be. And there's too many times that it goes the opposite way. This time, it went the perfect way. And, you know, excited to see what they can do moving forward here. And that's exactly what championships do. They prove your theory. They make you believe, and then it becomes contagious. And like we said earlier, the team of the future in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. Believe it or not, I know it's only one Super Bowl, but there's just too much moving forward to think that this is it, and this is the only one. Um, And speaking of that, I think the Andy Reid story could be switched literally in a matter of three years. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. You got a body and a body right to Lombardi, baby. Fight for your right to Lombardi, baby. That's the whip that you get from Travis Kelsey. A matured Travis Kelsey, the age of 30, that we just talked about moving forward. He seems that he's got it figured out. He seems that he knows what his role is, and he's playing it just fantastic. Travis Kelsey. I know that guy got laid tonight. I know that for a fact. I don't. I'm just, that's just an assumption. You know he did. He's the guy that earlier this year was in Paris, France, getting ready for the season. If you want to go all the way back there, if you remember that, just like going through Twitter and like seeing all these snapshots. Like if you want to go to For the Win on Twitter, they just tweeted this nine seconds ago. Andy Reid finally got the Super Bowl win he deserved. And the picture is like, when you got that game console on Christmas that you asked your parents for and like opened all your gifts and then you finally opened the last one, that's what your face looks like with Andy Reid holding the Lombardi trophy. Um, so this came out a minute ago from Pro Football Talk. Prediction based on no knowledge or information of any kind, just a hunch, Chiefs will give Alex Smith a Super Bowl ring. That's from Pro Football Talk, um, a pretty credible source. Again, this is what they say again. Prediction based on no knowledge or information of any kind. It's just a theory or what they call just a hunch. Chiefs will give Alex Smith the Super Bowl ring. Well, we talked about it on our show the last time that we had a Saturday show on Out of Bounds like two weeks ago. That if he doesn't get a Super Bowl ring like Alex Smith, I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't get his name up in the Ring of Honor someday. Yeah, I I think he's already there. Right, for the imprint that he made. And, I mean, like, him and Andy came in at the same time to what was at the time the worst team in football. And they brought stability to this franchise. They brought a winning culture to this franchise. And then it'll never be – I mean, we harp on it all the time, but it'll never be forgotten what he did for Patrick Mahomes. And everybody – when Mahomes got drafted, everybody – the knock on him was, well, you know, he's – He's that gunslinger mentality. He's just going to chuck it around. He's going to throw a lot of touchdowns, but he's going to throw a lot of picks. And that's probably the biggest thing that Alex did for him was getting him in the film room and showing him exactly how to read a defense, exactly how to play it safe, but also be able to trust your ability to make certain plays. I mean, 
can't stress it enough how much of an imprint Alex Smith still has on this football team. Yep. You talk about Ring of Honors. You talk about Hall of Fame honors. And Andy Reid's one of them. He's now a two-time Super Bowl champion. Obviously, he won that uh, Super Bowl 31 with Green Bay as, I believe, a assistant offensive line and tight ends coach. <laughs> yeah. Also was a quarterback. He was a quarterback's coach and an assistant head coach in 97, 98 when they won it with Favre. I think they actually won it in 96, 97 with Favre. Uh, he was a Philly from 99 to 2012 as the head coach, and then he became the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs in 2013. Um after the 2012 season was probably what we saw. Actually, not probably. We we actually read this article, Nick Price and I did, that that was the worst team of uh, the decade. It was uh, bad. From 2000, and, uh, from 2000 to 2020. Or from 2010 to 2020, the 2012 Kansas City Chiefs were the worst team um, of that decade. Andy Reid's win tonight in the Super Bowl puts his postseason career over 500. He is now 15 and 14. In the playoff, you love to see it. His regular season total, he's 207 and 128 and one. He does have one tie. That's good for a 61% win percentage, almost 62. It's 61.8 to be correct. And then tonight, his career totals and wins, he is now 222, 142 and one. I don't need to tell you that that is one of the best coaching records of all time. He is sixth all time when it comes to wins in the NFL. Andy Reid finally got what was well overdue and something that he needed. Um, 4.39 in the morning here on 610 Sports Radio as your continued coverage of the Chiefs' Super Bowl win continues. Um, it was a night for a lot of people. Um, but tonight was one of those nights where everybody kind of agreed that it was about, it was about Andy Reid. And I've got a feeling and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set on this, that Andy Reid can really flip his career narrative in a matter of three years. Now, it's already changing. In fact, it's already changed. Um, and Travis Kelsey had, like, the best quote tonight where he said, you know, this one was for Andy. We won a Super Bowl with Andy Reid. We've got our rings. Now we're forever married together, which is just I mean, something else that just Travis Kelsey nailed tonight when he gave when he gave words of wisdom about this game. And, like, you hear what Patrick Mahomes had said um, all week at media availability on Twitter or whatever, whoever tweeted it, uh, James Palmer, Adam Schefter, Field Yates, Cody Tapp, Brandon Kai, anybody that was down there. Um, you know, this one was for Andy. This was Andy Reid's uh, opportunity. He hadn't been to a Super Bowl, like Nick Price had said earlier in the show, for 15 years and where I take this is that now Andy Reid has the script. Now Andy Reid knows the path. He knows the process. And if there's anybody that ever has or ever will have an upside on you, once they know how to do something, it's Andy Reid. I can tell you right now I know how to change a tire but it's still going to take me 45 minutes to figure it out, and I'm probably going to have a YouTube video posted up next to myself when I change that tire. Andy Reid, his entire career, once he's seen how to do something, can do it the next time and get it done. Andy Reid hadn't been to an AFC Championship game. He got there. He lost. The next year he went, he won. Andy Reid 
got to a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. He hadn't been since. He got there tonight. He won. Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb. He had Alex Smith. He needed that one more. He needed that just that next level quarterback. He got it. He's won more and more games. And for so long, so many people would say, man, Andy Reid, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have a Lombardi trophy next to his name as a head coach till he gets that. He's not a shoe in. And so many people would say like, nah, he's for sure in. And now he has the title. And now to me, the scariest damn thing that could become of this is the fact that now Andy Reid might have the opportunity with the team that he's got around him offensively and defensively with a quarterback that is more than likely in the next month or so going to get paid. I don't give a rip what Clark Hunt said the other day. He's getting paid within the next 30 days. I can promise you that. Um, and a tight end that's locked up, a receiver that's locked up, a defense that they have pretty much locked up other than Chris Jones, and we'll figure that out in the coming days. But you think about this. You look at what I mean when I say that when he gets things, when he gets the recipe for things, how successful he can be. You look at his divisional opponent record. It's outstanding. You look at what he is off of a bye. He gets an extra week to look at it. He gets time to prep for it. And every year he gets better because he knows what to do in that time off. And now he's won a Super Bowl with this team, with this quarterback, with this scheme. And you look at the rest of the AFC. And yeah, Baltimore lingers around. And yeah, maybe the Steelers, if they get Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger back and the head coach of Mike Tomlin, maybe there's a little bit of a challenge there. Houston's going to be dangerous, but I don't think so as long as Bill O'Brien, who can wipe his ass and blow his nose at the same time. I'm telling you right now, it could be really, really scary moving forward with Andy Reid now that he knows what he needs to do to win a Super Bowl. We just talked about in the last segment the growth of Travis Kelsey ever since Patrick Mahomes came to this team. I think that Andy Reid has really grown before our very eyes over the last two years because the narrative around Andy is, oh, he's terrible with the clock and he doesn't make adjustments and like, oh, he's great off the bye and he's great in in the first 15 scripted plays. But after that, he kind of takes his foot off the gas. And you saw all of that change over the last two years. And really over this past season, you saw Andy really going against all of those stereotypes that people had about him, about all of his flaws that had kind of haunted him and kept him away from this moment for so long. I mean, it took him 15 years to get back to the Super Bowl. And this year, I really started to notice, like, man, it's the end of the game. The Chiefs have all three timeouts. Or, hey, look, they're not really taking their foot off the gas as much. Just different things like that that I've seen him grow. And it's like you said, like, he's figured it out. Now he has the script, and he's just going to continue – to get better and better as long as he's with Patrick Mahomes, and that's not going anywhere. I think another thing that kind of fits into that is is after hearing that audio that that he had with Peter King, where Peter King was like, hey, I'd like to see what your routine is, and he was like, all right, I'll pick you up at 3.30 in the morning, um, which was hilarious. Uh, The thing that, to me, that I think Carrington Harrison of The Drive said that was really important was that I think that Andy Reid finally became at peace with not winning a Super Bowl. I think that like what he said in that article and what he said in that podcast was that it was like, you know what, I can't let certain things that I can't control define me as who I am. You know, I put my time in. I've only had, you know, he didn't say this. This is now me just quoting this. Is now he's, you know, he's only had two losing seasons as a head coach. 
uh, his last season in Philadelphia, and I think he had one before that when Philadelphia was just like, we're ready to move on. But like what Andy Reid did around this league and what he's done for so many others and what he does to stick up for others and how he tells teammates and players of his to let their personality bleed through, that's a guy who at one point finally just looked in the mirror and said, you know what, relax. If it happens, it happens. You know what you can do to get there. You know you've got the proper skill set and everything like that. And it just kind of seems like to give it a water boy analogy, if you've seen that with Adam Sandler, he got his playbook and he knew what to call and he knew what to do. And he wasn't afraid of anybody, you know, giving him it. Because how many times did we talk about Andy Reid and clock management this year? Very seldomly, very little. And And that's usually the hot topic. And now at 446 in the morning on a Monday morning following the Super Bowl on February 3rd, we're talking about how Andy Reid has won a Super Bowl and how he could probably knock back a few more. Um, I want to get back to Damian Williams because Damian Williams absolutely belongs in the conversation of stars during this run. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. I can't honestly tell you how fast three hours have gone, but we're almost to five o'clock in the morning. That means that three hours would be in the books because then it's almost 5 a.m. And then we get you started right off with the day for local programming on 610 Sports Radio because the guys from Fesco in the morning will be on live from Miami. They will then be followed by Cody and Gold, also live from Miami. Um, Klingler, Cody, and Alex all at the game tonight. They'll have plenty to talk about the entire day. It's Monday. It's everybody celebrating the Chiefs victory as they are the Super Bowl 54 champions. And the parade is Wednesday at 1130. So go get your spot on Grand Street or you just go straight to Union Station, whatever you want to do. I'm not going to get mad at you. But just a little bit of information. I believe the Kansas City Chiefs are almost in route or they are in route uh, back home via the airplane. This from the Kansas City Police Department. If you're thinking of going to the KCI airport to get a glimpse of the players returning, don't. There will be no opportunity to see them, and you'll just get in the way of people arriving and departing. You will get to see them at the parade on Wednesday. This from Gina Bullard of KCTV5. Don't bother going to the airport to catch a glimpse of the Chiefs players today. Wednesday is our day. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. So, I mean, just to give you some sort of advice, um, you know, hold that one out. You know, go home and, you know, chill and, and do what I'm sure Mike and Independence is doing. Mike, it's 4.52 in the morning. What's going on, brother? What's going on? Man, I'm going off three hours of sleep, driving down to Wichita right now. Lost my voice, man. I, I, I'm still just pumped. Couldn't go to sleep last night. Uh, man, I'm down with the Chiefs because they always broke my heart, man. Yeah. Always broke my heart. Nobody understood the pain. I always try to explain it. They were like, oh, no, they're going to win. I'm like, man, it's the truth. And they broke my heart so many times. But now, man, my heart's put back together, and I would never doubt him again. Andy Reid, man, I always doubted him, too, because I watched him in Philly, and he always choked in a good moment. No more, man. No more. Uh my, gonna... my, my, my sister was a big cheese fan, man. She passed away. Uh, last year in August, and I just want to say, man, since we did it, we did it. Let's go. You gonna go to the? You gonna go to the parade on Wednesday, Mike? Oh yeah, man. I'm going to the parade, man. <laughs> taking my kids, taking my wife, meeting up with my friends, man, meeting up with my family. 
Mike, I'm glad you got a championship for your uh, for your family and your sister, man. Uh, Godspeed moving forward and have fun at that parade. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Just the coolest. I love you. There you go. Uh, I mean, that's the energy, man. Like, that's basically what it's been all night, right? Uh, fans are still up. Fans have got under five hours of sleep. Nick Price and myself have yet to go to bed. And we've got busy days tomorrow, but it doesn't matter because tonight is, or I guess this morning now, is all about you. Kansas City, it's it's about what you're going to do. You got to see your team uh, win a Super Bowl, and now you get to see your team uh, hoist that Lombardi trophy on Grand Street. They're going to go right down that route, uh, the same one the Royals went down. Boy, I am starting to sweat. My goodness, I've taken two showers in 48 hours. But you're going to be on that street. You're going to see that parade. You're going to hear the energy from all of these people. You can hear what people are saying. You can hear it in their voice. There's... There's a lot of connections to this city. It's been 50 years, and the Chiefs are doing it tonight. But, uh, you know, they wouldn't have got it done tonight if it wasn't for Damian Williams. And Damian Williams was a little bit of a spark that this team needed this entire game. He never got tired. He never went away. He just continually moved his legs. And Damian Williams, after tonight, according to CBS Sports headquarters, Damian Williams is the first player ever with 100-plus rushing yards plus a rushing and a receiving touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, that's history, man. That's that's 100 years in the NFL, and that's the first time that's ever happened. And it happened tonight for a guy that, you know, maybe not a lot of people thought was going to step up and, and, and make a big difference in this game, but Damian Williams made a huge difference in this game. And, you know, one of the biggest players in this run for the Chiefs during this playoff run was number 26. I mean, he was the spark tonight. He hit what he, what would you call it? He hit the, he slammed the door shut with a 38 yard touchdown run. He had the, what I'll call the pivotal score, um, you know, late in that game where he, where he reached across the pylon and they, they didn't know if he stepped out of bounds first on third and goal. And it really would have maybe changed the attitude and the, and the momentum style of this game. Um, if that play doesn't go through, he also had the sickest cleats on the, on the entire field tonight. Um, other than the Demarcus Robinson ones, which were a uh, which were a shout out to Kobe Bryant, but it just seems that Damian Williams and Patrick Mahomes also have that kind of you know trust connection. And when Damian Williams tonight goes for 17 rushes for 104 yards and has a touchdown reception and a touchdown run, um, like we said, first time in in Super Bowl history, you look at what he did in this playoff run. He had 12 for 47 when it comes to rushing the ball against the Houston Texans which was a 3.9-yard average, which isn't great. It's below average. But he had two touchdowns, and he had two receptions for 21 yards and a touchdown. That's three touchdowns in one game. Um, you see what he did to that uh, Tennessee Titans defense where he ran the ball 17 times for 45 yards, which is a terrible average of 2.65, but he had a rushing touchdown. And then he also had five receptions for 44 yards. And again, he had two touchdowns tonight. That gives Damian Williams a total of two, three, four Five, six touchdowns in this playoff run. And by the way, Damian Williams was an undrafted running back. And his career started in Miami. And tonight he holds a Super Bowl trophy up above his head in the city of Miami. And it comes full circle. And you just see these things happen with this team and moving forward. 
Uh, we'll get to it here in about two minutes as we get ready to start the 5 o'clock hour. But I'm telling you right now, the future of the NFL, you saw it tonight. And moving forward, it's going to be pretty scary to see if anybody can stop this Chiefs team. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 